0: Well, it's happening again. Three Tacoma police officers have been criminally charged in connection with the in custody death of Manuel Ellis from back in the incident back in March, 2020. Tacoma officers Collins and officer Burbank were charged with second degree murder and officer Rankine will face a charge of first degree manslaughter. So let's break down this incident and see what's going on here. Um, it, it comes down to uh, March of 2020 Manuel Ellis, a 33 year old black man, ran up on two police officers from Tacoma sitting in their patrol car about 11.21 p.m. and started to pound on their window for no apparent reason. Officers say Ellis threw one of the two officers that were inside the car on the ground as soon as they got out. Uh, An officer deployed a taser striking Ellis in the chest, which was ineffective. A struggle began and they went to the ground. One minute later at 11.22 p.m., One of the officers keyed their microphone, but the dispatchers couldn't decipher the sounds they heard. Seconds later, backup units were called to the scene as the struggle continued with Ellis. At 11.23 p.m., two minutes later, Ellis says, can't breathe, which can be heard in a police radio recording and is noted in the medical examiner report. Just three minutes later at 11.24, two officers restrained Ellis on the ground. They used a hobble restraint which is a canvas strap placed around the legs handcuffs on the wrist behind his back and they put a spit mask on ellis due to difficulty breathing complaints by the suspect ellis the two officers rolled him on his side now keep in mind this is three minutes after ellis pounded on the police car's window he is in custody and rolled on his side and restrained in all department approved gear Police dispatch records show the officers requested emergency medical aid at 11.25 p.m., which was just four minutes after first contact with Ellis. They they additionally got on the radio and told backup officers to slow down as Ellis was in custody. Within seconds, a second patrol unit arrived with two more officers at the scene. Nine minutes later at 11.34 p.m., medics arrived, and they noted that he was unconscious with minimal respiratory drive and deteriorating according to the medical examiner report. First responders used a variety of life-saving methods including CPR and placing a tube down his throat to help him breathe for ne- nearly 40 minutes but Ellis was pronounced dead at the scene at 12, 12 AM. Investigators later said Ellis was trying to open doors of occupied vehicles and appeared to be suffering from excited delirium which can cause violent behavior unexpected strength, and very high body temperature. Ellis' death was ruled a homicide from hypoxia due to physical restraint, according to the medical examiner's office. Hypoxia is a deficiency in the amount of oxygen reaching body tissues. The report noted Ellis had enough methamphetamine in his system to be fatal, and quote, an argument could be made that the extremely high methamphetamine concentration should be considered the primary factor. Meth and heart disease were listed as contributing factors to Ellis's death. Ellis's family has, has been pretty transparent with his background, um, admitting that he was a drug addict and was living in a clean and sober home and attempting to turn his life around at the time. Now, right after this incident, the officers were placed on leave. Uh, several weeks later, they were allowed to return to work for almost a year, and then they were put back on leave after the medical examiner report in, in June of 2020. Now here's where it gets messy at the time tacoma pd did not have body cams now in the early days you'll find videos of me going anti-body cam and it turns out i was wrong they have saved more cops jobs than they've hurt Uh, they show the truth and many of these kinds of situations where cops get arrested for doing their job wouldn't happen if it was on body cam so we're dealing with two sets of bystander cell phone footage that have appeared in social media in the last year and they're typical bystander video. They don't capture the entire incident. They're already in the middle of the struggle. You know, they don't show what Ellis did prior to, you know, attacking the officer's car and throwing one of them on the ground. And to make the videos even worse, it caught all the bystander comments, the screaming, oh, this is terrible, please arrest him, leave him alone. All of that kind of thing influences the, the viewer of these videos to, to jump to a conclusion that it was bad. Now let's start with bystander video number one. We'll take a quick look at it now. Hey! Stop! Oh my God, stop hitting him! Hitting him, just arrest him! Just arrest him! Oh my God, that looks so scary! you get it again. Put your hands behind your back. Hands behind your back. All right, aside from the, the hooting and hollering from the uneducated, you know, so-called self-appointed police use of force expert, the most important thing in this video is the fact that Ellis is still on his feet in the first few frames of the video. He's still struggling with these Tacoma officers on his feet, actively fighting, okay? This isn't a case of a bystander pulling up and recording a George Floyd video with a knee on his neck for nine minutes. It's nowhere near that, no matter how much the mob wants you to believe that. So take a look at this this frozen image from the video. You'll clearly see that Ellis is standing on his feet in the beginning. And this wasn't a body cam that captured the entire incident. We're only left with these bystander videos. All right, let's take a look at bystander video number two. This is the most recent video released of Manuel Ellis's deadly encounter with Tacoma police officers March 3rd. We slowed the video down. You can see an officer pull Ellis backward in a brief chokehold. Then you see Ellis raise his hands once and then a second time. The video contradicts what attorneys for the four Tacoma police officers said. Now, look, this, this video is exactly what the the media wanted to happen okay they they have their choke video they have their their chokehold video the thing that they've demonized since George Floyd well t- the carotid restraint is a good tool when you're in a fight for your life okay um, not only have I investigated police use of forces as a detective I've I've been trained in police use of force and I do brazilian jiu-jitsu I will tell you that a carotid restraint if done properly is a great tool however it does not even appear that this is a true chokehold. What it looks like is that the officer is basically on, on his back on the ground sitting and he's got the suspect in front of him and he's trying to control his upper body. Putting your arm and even your elbow around the top of someone's you know, neck, shoulder area, chin area to try to pull them down or restrain them is not a chokehold. They want this to be a chokehold so badly, but I don't believe it is. and even if it was a properly locked in, the perfect technique of a carotid restraint, it would still be absolutely justified based on these circumstances. So let's review. The coroner's report shows that Ellis had enough methamphetamine in his system that it could have been fatal. He was acting strangely. He walks up to a police car and starts pounding on the windows. When the officers get out, he picks up an officer and throws him on the ground. He's tased in the chest and doesn't stop. He still continues to fight these officers. The officers get control. They don't shoot him. They properly restrain him. He's rolled on his side after he's been handcuffed. A hobble restraint's been applied and a spit mask has been applied. And look, the spit mask, people love to on the left love to talk about how horrible spit masks are. Well, getting spit on is terrible. I'll tell you that firsthand from someone who's had it done. But a spit mask is like, a mesh net it is absolutely easy to breathe through it does not cause further difficulty breathing and that's one of the biggest falsehoods you'll see out there and look, if you don't want to end up in a hobble restraint on your side with a spit mask under arrest with handcuffs on, then don't act completely irrationally and randomly attack a police car and pick up a police officer and throw him on the ground so, What happened? What did these cops do wrong? Why are they being arrested for manslaughter and second-degree murder? Is it the police's fault that this man attacked a police officer and fought them? What should they have done differently? Should they have just driven away instead of getting out of the car and dealing with a problem? What if they did drive away? What happens when he attacks a random citizen or gets out into the street and causes a traffic collision? Look, somebody has to take action when people are out on the street and out of control and violent. That somebody is the police because nobody else is going to do it. We can't be a nation that arrests police and prosecute them for doing their jobs just to appease the mob in the name of wokeness to further a police narrative that there are racist killers. And and yes, it turns out that Ellis was a black man. And I, I feel the left and the media is firing this case up to try to get more of their criminal justice reform done. And that's not okay in America. Here's more of why it's going down this way. Leftist woke Washington Governor Jay Inslee got involved. He intervened, he pulled the case away from Pierce County Sheriff who was initially handling it and gave it to the Washington State Patrol. Once Inslee became involved and intervened and got the state police involved, now who is in charge of, of deciding if these these cops get charged it's washington attorney general bob ferguson well he did what Inslee wanted and now he's charged three officers two for second degree murder and one for first degree manslaughter for doing their job so here, here's a quote from Inslee. in june i called for a new investigation and for the attorney general to make a charging decision in this case as it was clear to me that those needed to be made independent from pierce county law enforcement and then he said, these charges are the first step in our system of justice. It's not a shock that Inslee is going after the police. He, he supports BLM and all of the anti-police rhetoric you see in the media every single day. The Tacoma Police Union responded with the following statement, which I'll read to you. We are disappointed that facts were ignored in favor of what appears to be a politically motivated witch hunt. We look forward to trial. An unbiased jury will find that officers broke no laws and in fact acted in accordance with the law of their training and the Tacoma Police Department policies. An unbiased jury will not allow these fine public servants to be sacrificed at the altar of public sentiment. Like every community member, our officers are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Amen. Agree with that 100%. Ellis's family has filed a $30 million wrongful death lawsuit with the city of Tacoma. So. It would be interesting to see if they pulled the George Floyd move like Minneapolis did and paid the settlement or settle with the family prior to the trial. All three officers appeared in court on Friday. They posted a $100,000 bail and were released from custody after spending one night in the Pierce County Jail. State prosecutors had requested the judge hold them on $1 million bail, citing the seriousness of their charges and potential flight risk. Good thing the judge didn't listen to him. I'm keeping an eye on this. It sure looks like a witch hunt to me.